Welcome everyone to the Authentic as Fuck podcast. My name is Sun. I am a marketer and I teach storytelling. And in this podcast, I help entrepreneurs uh, coach them through kind of marketing questions and branding questions and whatnot. Today, we have Joe, all the way from Italy. Uh, Joe's a student and he wants to start a social media marketing agency. So let's have a chat. Hey, Joe. Welcome. Hey, Joe. How are you? How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so let's get kind of, look, maybe you can start with a little bit of intro from your end. Um, what do you currently do and what, what, what do you want to do? And yeah, what's your story? Sure. I am currently a student. I come from Southern Italy and I am currently uh, living in Northern Italy in Padua, which is a city uh, 30 minutes away from, from Venice. I am studying uh, okay. media studies and marketing and I have been a content creator for a year. I've managed and uh, created content for um, a a startup that operates in in art okay. in the art world, and yeah, now I would okay. really like to to start my my own uh, digital marketing agency. We can say digital marketing agency. So, what type of service are are you thinking? Because that's like a very broad term, yeah. right? Currently, so let's go specific into the. Yeah. Currently, I'd like to uh, create um, design, so like um, content for for the for uh, social media. For, yeah, basically social media. Okay. And maybe. So you want to do? Yeah, like design, okay. and probably I am also thinking about doing some SEO, some SEO. Uh, okay. services yes do, <clears throat> okay do you have a specific question today or should we just yes i have a specific question uh okay so Let's start with that <laughs> it's about being authentic okay so okay i know that you uh suggested uh this three process through which a personal brand should be like authentic okay and you also mentioned that by being authentic, we may risk uh, offending someone. And that's part of the game. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so does this apply? I mean, that shouldn't be the goal. <laughs> that shouldn't be the goal. I don't think it should be our goal yeah. to offend people. But I mean, it can happen, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, if, if that happens, it's part of the game. Okay. Now, does this apply to um, a company brand too? Or it's just about personal brand. Um, okay, if you want to hear my own opinion, a, a thousand percent it should apply to company brands. It should apply, and it should apply to company brands hmm. because you know I own an agency. Night, like Night Owl Nation is not it's, that's my person from my personal brand, but I also own a, a award winning agency, hmm. and we actually charge pretty much higher than anyone else in in that sector okay and one of the reasons why is is the authenticity okay do you understand what i mean and a lot of people don't realize this right i worked in a night corporate night i worked in a company called Cablevision. uh they also own uh amc networks which is like you know the amc channel like walking dead <laughs> like so it's a huge company with uh, thirty thousand mm -hmm. employees right oh okay in that company uh i worked as a tech support analyst meaning my job was to fix computers, right? So like if the, 
if the CEO of the company is having problem like with his printer, okay. I, I'll go there and fix it. Like that was my job. Okay. So on a daily basis, I would go into like people's desk or office and like fix their computer. And while I'm fixing them, they're sitting right there. So I'll have a conversation. Mm-hmm. With them. And one day, like this, exe- I went to this executive, like a VP's office. And I was fixing his computer and he was talking about smoking weed. <laughs> Okay. And then he was at the temp, so I started talking about it too. And then he was asking me if I can, you know, get weed for him. If you could, I'm sorry. So that was like a shock, like weed, you know, like marijuana. Okay, okay. Like, okay. So I was like, that was like a shocking moment because this is like a 60 year old executive. Okay. And he says, yeah, like when like his kids are in high school. And he says, yeah, like, some, you know, sometimes like when, you know, me and my wife like to take a walk <laughs> and smoke a joint or something like that. I'm like, holy. So that's, and I've seen cases like that over and over and over again. And what ultimately what I realized is that at the end of the day, we're all humans. Hmm. I don't care if you're the president of the United States or CEO of Microsoft. I don't give a fuck. You're all human. And at the end of the day, what I realized is that with these people, the more authentic you are, the more you're going to get them to open up. So mm-hmm. a lot of times this is how business works. Like I was taught at an early age that, you know, business like is all about don't show them your hand. Like, you know, don't give them everything, right? You got to, and they're always like, they got a gun pointed under the table and like at each other. And it's, it's like this battle of like, you know, like unspoken, like passive aggressive thing. That's what I thought it was. And I've actually ran, I was a partner at a different company before Night Owl. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's exactly what I was taught. And then I, it, it completely turned out to be false. Because when you're actually honest with your clients and when you're being totally authentic, what happens is they let down their wall. You know what I mean? Like, here's a good example. <laughs> like this one time, this uh, executive like, of this company came to our office and we were sitting down and we were having a conversation. Um, and, and it was like, the, you know, it was like this, like very corporate type of, it's like, Hey, how are you? And then, uh, so, you know, using words like, Oh, ASAP and all of that shit. Right. And then all of a sudden I blurted it out by accident, like, cause she was showing me a design and I, she was showing me one of the designs that they had, their designers did. Right. And I was looking at it. I was like, that looks like shit, <laughs> but like it accidentally blurted out. And at that moment she started laughing. And it just completely broke the ice. And she's like, yeah, I agree with you. Okay. Do you understand what I mean? Yes, yes. So a lot of times, what I notice is that clients have this wall up. And almost every entrepreneur and every client, they're so scared of showing their weaknesses that even with the vendor, even with their own web designer, they're going to like hide information from us. And they're, they're going to make it seem like, oh, our business is perfect. And our business is all, like, oh, we won these awards. Our employees are awesome. We have a great culture. Like, our clients love us. It's not the truth. No business is perfect. Every business that I've ever worked with, when I go in and dig in deeper, it's a fucking hot mess. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you should so what also I have need to do is, haters. Like, you should also have haters. Not somehow. necessarily haters. I mean, you know, that, I mean, that company. Yeah. I mean, obviously they have clients who's not happy. I'm sure they have employees who's not happy. Like it's not, no company is perfect. Like no family is perfect. Right. Yeah. But what ends up happening is 
if I'm trying to help you with marketing, I need to know all of your strengths and all of your flaws and weaknesses. It's, it's the only way I can really authentically market you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if they're hiding all of their flaws, <laughs> it's going to be hard for me to get through to that. So what I really need to do is, like, here's a good example. Let's say a company is like, oh, we're all about customer service. We're all about our customers, right? But let's say I had a conversation with their customer service team. <laughs> and the, the, the director of customer service is like, what? Our customers fucking hate us. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? And let's say we, we branded the entire brand around customer service. That's how it becomes a fake brand. And people are like, what the fuck? Are, like, there's a disconnect between what we're saying and what we really are, right? Mm-hmm. When, and maybe their strength is not customer service. Maybe their strength is something else. Do you understand what I mean? Yes. So what I... <laughs> here's a more direct example. So what... You know, before I... When we first started Night Out, we shopped around at like 10 different web design agencies in New York to see... Uh, how much they charge, how they sell, and all of that. Every one of them had the same exact sales process, and every one of them say, oh, yeah, we're, we, we're on time, we're on budget, and we're high quality. Okay? Every one of them say that. That's why all of their messages sound exactly the same. The thing that stood out for them, for us, is we're going to be the most expensive proposal that you're going to get. We miss deadlines all the time. Because a lot of times in the middle of a project, we realize, oh, we did it wrong. We can do it much better. And we learn from it. And we, we, we extend the lines all the time. But I can guarantee you, you're going to get the best website if you hire us. Okay. Doesn't that sound much more believable? So if I went to every fucking agency and they, every agency told me that, and then except this one is like, oh, we miss deadlines all the time. Oh, we're expensive. Mm-hmm. Like... Who do you think they're going to end up hiring, right? If they care about quality. Or you can go the other way. No, we're not going to give you the best. You're, not going to, you're definitely not going to get the best quality. But I'm, we're going to get it done fast and we're going to get it done cheap. Okay. <laughs> right? And the people who care about that is going to go there. But this whole uh, on-time, on-budget and um, quality, like, that's bullshit. And nobody believes that, you know? And that's why authenticity works. People think, a lot of people say bullshit thinking that like their customer is buying that bullshit no trust me they, the customers can smell a lie they can smell you know, that is, they can smell bullshit a mile away <laughs> you understand i mean people are not dumb sure so yes in corporate brands definitely necessary so the reason why i'm uh, asking you this is because i'm a, i am, am uh creating content for my instagram page okay for the ig page of my your per- it's not a person. Yours or your clients? Uh, Mine, sorry. Yeah. For my uh, okay, okay. digital marketing agency. Okay. So I am uh, thinking about okay. creating branded content. Okay. Got so it. I uh, created this. I mean, posts talk about everything. They talk about leadership. They talk about uh, competition. Many, many aspects of business. So I made a post a couple of years ago about... Uh, leadership, and I also posted on uh, Nidal Nation, the show and tell section. Okay. And mm-hmm. um, this post, this is a carousel. Mm-hmm. And I suggested people to be leaders and not bosses because I wanted to 
uh, connect with what you said in a couple of Sunday services yeah. ago. Okay. So I uh, basically what I did in this carousel was to list and to describe many different in many different ways how leaders differ from bosses. Okay, so bosses okay. are I tend to describe bosses as someone who is uh, you know arrogant and mean. One instead of describe <laughs> leaders to be humble and more. Um, you know, caregivers. Okay. Yeah. So at the end of the post, I say, I wrote a sentence that made someone upset. And you can say it. Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> that we tend to, um, let's say it. So, yeah. Sorry. To give context to the audience. Let's yes. Yeah. 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 Say sure, what sure, you sure. said. So, that we so can, the sentence yeah. went like, uh, we tend to, um, Sorry, I, I don't I don't remember like the word. Um, I think it has something. We to tend do to with confuse like courage, right? Yes, we yes uh, we tend to confuse uh, bosses with uh, leaders and leaders with pussies. Okay, so uh, with people that are weak. So I use the word pussy, mm -hmm. and this made many people upset. And there yeah. was this uh, fabulous person that wrote a comment and that criticized me, yeah. quote unquote, what I, the usage of my word. Okay. So yeah, I was yeah. thinking, should I change the word? Because I mean, I really, really care about my free I've been meaning, thinking. Yeah. And you know, if I change that word, it goes against myself and against my willingness of being authentic. So this is, this is so I will not change the, the word. Let me ask you this. Yes. Um, I, I, I'm glad you came on because, uh, I, 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 I saw that <laughs> on circle, <laughs> okay. but I didn't uh, have a time to reply to it, but let me ask you this. Would you say that word in front of your mom? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. But, I mean, I, I, here's the thing, like if that's how you normally talk every day, and that's what you say, I think you should say it, right? If, 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 but a lot of times, the reason why I talked about the three stages of authenticity yeah. is this. The first stage is like when I was in high school and college, <laughs> like I knew I was a loser. I knew I didn't know anything. And I was just, you know, oh, like fake it till you make it kind of thing, right? Like sure. trying to act cool and all that. But deep inside, I knew I was a fucking fraud, okay? And then I got to a point in my 20s you know, mid twenties and whatnot, where I, I thought I was confident. I, I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. I'll just say whatever the fuck I want, right? Okay. Oh, like I'll say shit like, oh, I don't mean to offend you, but, or, or you know, to be honest, you know, like, cause whatever comes out there is gonna offend them and whatever, you know what I mean? And it wasn't really, what happens is when you're in that stage, you haven't com completely dropped your ego yet to a point where I don't care about what anyone else thinks. That's a lie. We do care. The reason why we even say that is because we do care. Right? Mm. If we really didn't care, we wouldn't even say that. Why would we say, oh, I don't care what anyone else thinks? That, like, 
that's a way for me to prove I'm trying to prove myself. Like, why are you trying to prove yourself? You you really don't care about when you uh, anyone else thinks you don't have to say that, right? You don't have to say to be honest, or you don't have to say, I don't mean to offend you, or, you know, like, so, and then I think finally you get to the stage of real vulnerability and authenticity where you realize, because that's an armor. It's not really authenticity. What it is, is like you're protecting yourself. Like, I don't give a fuck. That's an armor. Mm -hmm. But then real authenticity comes when you you, you put down that armor, and know that, like, I do care. I do care if people get offended. I do care, blah, blah, blah. But this is so important that it needs to be said. Mm. Right? That I know, like, I don't want to hurt this person. But I need to tell them. Because it, 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 is, it is the truth, right? For example, if somebody comes to me with a design that's terrible, <laughs> and they, they, they ask me, how, what, what do I think, right? The, the, the second stage person would be like, oh, what the fuck? Like, this, this is shit, this shit, like, what the blah, 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 right? But the, 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 the other person who actually does care, and I don't want to hurt this person's feeling, I don't want to be a dick, or I don't want to be an asshole, will say it in a nice way. It's like, oh, you know, like I, you know, I think you, you did a great, you, you, you tried well. <laughs> But I, you know, here, here, here is the things, areas I think you can improve, and you know, like here's how you can do that, or something like that, right? Where I'm giving them the truth, but I'm not trying to offend them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think a lot of people mistake being authentic as being an asshole. Hmm. <laughs> like being an authentic doesn't mean you have to be an asshole. Do you understand what I mean? So this is what I would say. I say fuck all the time in my, and but the thing is, I'm not trying to do that on purpose i actually fucking hate it like i just did it right now <laughs> when i watch back and i say it so many times i like, get so cringe i'm like oh fuck like oh why did i do that uh, like i actually hate it do you know what i mean but the thing is it just came out at that moment you know okay so yeah so i mean i think it's like i think here's a here's the real answer i think the only person that could really know whether is this authentic or is this just me being an asshole, is yourself. Nobody else can tell you that. So that's why I said, if if that's how you normally talk and that's how you really are, then I think you should mm. keep that. But if if there's a doubt, <laughs> then, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, sure. Thank you. I mean, it's not that I always talk like that, but it, it mm-hmm. you know, I, I with with that word, I wanted to mean, I wanted to give power to the message, you know, and sometimes, yes, maybe when I want uh, to I see what you mean, yeah. emphasize a message, I use curse words. I do that too. Yes. I use fuck yes. when, when I really want to like do that. And yeah, I guess, I guess if that's the reason, then yeah, go ahead and use it. I personally probably wouldn't have used it, me personally, just because if my point is to, because I think, here's a thing. <laughs> Even though I, I yell at people all the time, like people don't come to me and say, son, you're such an asshole. Like they don't say that. <laughs> okay. And it's because I think they, they can feel the true intention that I, like when I'm yelling at you, like I, I truly care about you. <laughs> that's why I'm, I'm doing it, right? Like that's why I, I use the word fuck. So 
I'm not purposely trying to, to do that. And the reason why I guess I wouldn't use that word is because I like I know that half the people will get offended. Like every woman will get, get offended, right? Yeah. And and I'll be like, is that worth it? Did I did I really achieve what I wanted to achieve by offending people? Like, because sometimes, you know, if you come up too aggressive, you know, you're not gonna. So, and and the reason why I guess I wouldn't use that word is because like it's, it's not a word that I use every day in my own life. So I'm not gonna use it on a social media post just because of you know, like "fuck" is a new word I use all the time. <laughs> like that's how that's just how I'm normally taught. So, but if that's if that's a word that you normally use, then I think go for it. You know, and and what what's gonna happen is most likely you're gonna probably attract a lot of male audience, but you might put off a lot of female audience. But if I mean, if that's okay, if that's you know. If that's the real you, right? But the first thing I would ask you is like, is it really the real you? Right. I don't want. Uh, I mean, I am really respectful towards women, and of course, I don't want to. Uh... It's better than saying, "Don't be a little bitch." <laughs> is it better? <laughs> actually, no. Actually, you know what? I would say the word like. Because I use that word all the time. Bitch. I'll probably Sorry say, oh, yeah. like, yeah. Like, yeah, don't be a bitch. Like, because <laughs> actually, I know I wouldn't say don't be a bitch. I would say don't be a little bitch. Yeah. Because that's a word that I use. But I don't know. I, I I don't know. You know, languages also evolve, right? Like something that something that wasn't offensive like 20 years ago might be considered offensive today or something like yes. that. And even though I like to admit that I did, I, I don't change, but I think I do change. I am influenced by <laughs> the surroundings and things like that. And certain words like does sound a little bit more offensive. Like, like for example, when I was young, like I used to, I was so fucking offensive. <laughs> like the like if, if if you took a recording of me and my friends talking when I was in college, and then you just fucking play that shit, like I would get canceled like immediately right but then like now i think back i'm like do i like i actually hate that version of me hmm. it's kind of like like you know when i go you know when i go to in new york city when i go to subway i always like to see these kids like being extra loud they have to cause a scene and they're like oh like doing all this crazy shit to like disrupt the, the people around because they want the attention you understand what I mean? Like these are just young kids that that are skipping school and they just want everybody to pay attention to them. Like, and I was like that when I was young. Do you know what I mean? But now I look at it and I'm like, how fucking immature is that? Like, like <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so, so I guess there are words that I used to use that I wouldn't use just because, you know. But I'm not gonna tell you what words to use or what words not. Oh, yeah, to of use course. Maybe maybe we'll change that, too. That would be censoring. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I, yeah, I think you, you just have to do it and then you, you got to feel it out. I think deep inside, we're the, this is what I always say about vulnerability and authenticity. Nobody can tell you wh- whether you're being authentic or not. Nobody can know. The only person is yourself. Like, for example, I go to a meeting and, you know, so like my boss would like, you know, make some, some stupid joke, right? And then like we're all of a sudden we're like, ah, like fake laughing <laughs> like that. And then right after, I'm like, I, I, I feel a little bit of 
a little bit of me just died because like I just betrayed myself, right? Like, so you know, we know when we're being inauthentic. And but and the only person that knows is us. Nobody can really tell us whether we're being authentic or not. So. Yeah. So also, um, does that make sense? Oh yes, sure. You know, also I thought about coherence. Um, I thought about from talking to you right now. It doesn't seem like you talk like that, though. No, no, <laughs> I don't. Uh, I mean, just that's probably what threw them off. You know, like here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when when I was young and I was dating, like before I got married, when I was single. Like, when I was really young, I was always the nice guy, right? The nice, the friendly, like, the, the and I, I, I'll get friend zoned all the fucking time, right? And then over time, I learned that, like, I can't, I can't be like that from the beginning. Like, in the beginning, I have to, you know, I, I can't just be a nice guy. I have to build some sort of attraction, right? And I have to... I have to show, like, what I used to do is I would talk to girls and I would pretend like I'm not interested in them. I would pretend like, oh, I'm just trying to be your friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like, what, what movie do you like? <laughs> like, trying to be their friend, right? And hoping that, that, that over time they'll like me. That shit doesn't happen, right? Yeah. But then as I grew up, what I, what I had to do is I, I had to show my interest right away. Right? I, I had to, and, and when, you're talk, when you're talking to a girl, where you're coming from the place of, okay, I, I want an intimate relationship. I want a romantic relationship with this person versus I want a friendship with this person. The way you approach it and the way you talk, the way you, the chemistry, the, everything is going to be different. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, sure. So what I realized is that when you come off as a friend, trying to act like a friend, like innocent, like that, they're going to put you in that friend zone. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, if you try to make a move, they're going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? It's it's not consistent with your previous behavior. Yeah. But then when I come off as like, oh, I, I, I only want you. I don't I don't want you as a friend. I actually want to date you. That's like if you come like that from the beginning and you start hitting on them from the beginning and you start act like talking like as a as a romantic partner from the beginning. Then when you do make the move, it's, it's consistent. Yes. <laughs> do you understand what I mean? Yeah. yeah so yeah. that's why that's the inconsistency that I'm feeling right now. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel an inconsistency between how you know how you talk versus that post, that, and that's kind of like probably why they were shocked. Okay. Because because if if you were that guy that was like, oh, the fucking pussy, you you talk like that all the time in a small group meeting, and then all of a sudden you put that out, they're gonna be like, that's what they expect from you. Okay, do you understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I will. I will think about it. Okay. I will. I will, I will think about it. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, like. Maybe here I am a little bit formal, but you know another aspect of me is that I I am I usually use black I'm, humor. And I, sorry, yes. I, I don't want to. I'm not judging you for that, by the way. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> just, no, I, no. I was like that all the way until I was thirty. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, but I mean I also accept uh-huh. like this. Uh, really, thank you, thank you for it. Um. Yes, I, w- I was. I was telling you. I also use sometimes black humor, and okay, with like dark humor. Yeah, yeah, dark humor, and uh, yeah. sometimes with it, I manage to build uh, 
deep bonds with people. For instance, okay. there's, I mean, uh, maybe in the United States is, is a little bit Certain people taboo. that will get those kind of humor. Yeah. Yes, probably, yes. I mean, in the United States, maybe this is a little bit uh, too taboo, but for instance, I have a few friends here that are black, black friends, and I call them mm-hmm. with the N-word. And this, <laughs> I mean, yeah. we also joke about this uh, really mm-hmm. a lot of times, and I mean, they they always smile. And I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I have to think about it. I guess that's one of those things like where I think there's a difference between um, authenticity mm-hmm. and uh, privacy. Hmm. I mean, just because, I'm, just because I'm authentic doesn't mean I'm going to share every little detail of my life with you. <laughs> <laughs> you understand what I mean? There, okay. There's going to be a certain part of my life that you know nothing about, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why, I, like, authenticity doesn't mean you're sharing everything. But, yeah. So, I mean, though, I'm, I'm actually with you. I, I'm actually, I mean, maybe I'll get canceled for this. I'm, but I'm actually with you because I have a lot of black friends. And, you know, I, I grew up in, like, I, I didn't grow up, in, but I... In my early twenties, yeah, like I lived in like a neighborhood, like right next to the projects, where you know I, I I knew a lot of black people, and you know, like you're right, like you know, most of them like knew me, so they they didn't really care. I mean, I never used the N word or anything like that, but <laughs> I guess um, yeah, I mean, there are certain insider jokes that I tell with friends that I would never tell publicly, right? <laughs> like okay. things like that. So I mean, I I don't think authenticity means like. Uh, but I'm with you there. Like I, I'm against any kind of censoring of any speech. Yeah. I don't want like. It's one thing for me to not say it because I choose not to, but it's another thing when when somebody's forcing me not to say a word. Yeah. Or forcing me to say a word. Like I don't believe in that. That's a slippery slope because then who decides what's right and what's wrong? Who decides what's offensive and what's not? Yeah. You know. It's a society thing, but yeah. I don't want to go yeah, to exactly. <laughs> different political discussions or, you know, but yes, basically <laughs> yeah. that's what happens. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge uh, proponent of, of free speech because, you know, yeah. like I grew up in South Korea where, you mm. know, like North Korea is like probably the, one of the most authoritarian states, if not the most authoritarian state. And I, like, I know how people are in, in North Korea, like people self-censor themselves, like, like, if I, I'm against a, uh, a regime, right? I cannot say that to my own mom. I can't say to my mom that, you know, I'm like, fuck Kim Jong-un. <laughs> yes. Because I'm afraid that my mom will actually report me. Like, that's the kind of society that they live in. And it's a slippery slope from where we are now with this fucking cancel culture, where people are self-censoring themselves. There's really, it's only a few steps away from when I, I, I have to lie to my own mom because I'm afraid that like, I'm going to get canceled or I'm going to get reported. Like, that's fucking bullshit, you know? Yeah, I agree on that. I agree on that. Well, we have to, I think we have to be a better society as, you know, by, and it has to start from the bottom up, meaning mm-hmm. we have to fight bad speech with good speech. We have to buy, 
uh, fight hateful speech with love speech. Okay. Not from top bottom where these people decide what's hate speech and what's love speech and enforces you. Sure. Like I don't believe in that top bottom approach. Yeah. Um, so if I may, I'd like to uh, quote a philosopher. A philosopher. He's called Zizek. Okay. I don't know if you know him. <clears throat> he uh, told about he is like is a kind of Marxist. Okay. But however, okay. he said that I think I know that. I know. Mm-hmm. He said that uh, politically correctness uh, is something that may lead to um, dictatorship. Because uh, when you are politically correct, you do not like you build a, a, a system in which basically you're, you're telling people to not say certain kinds of things. Okay. But it's not about uh, this, this, like this rule does not come from a person or a dictator. It comes from society. And this is like a dictatorship. Self-censorship, yeah. Yes. Yes. And it's, it's a worse kind of uh, dictatorship. While instead in a less politically correct word, we uh, can also like uh, make make jokes about people, about uh, their origins, about their history. Uh, I mean, there are many, many European people that come from uh, like France, Germany, that always um, make jokes about my, uh, the color of my skin because I'm yeah, Italian. I, I mean, the fact that they put that's like, what we do, pizza. right? Yes. I, I don't know when that stopped. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like people used to make fun of my, like, yeah, we, I make fun of Asian people. <laughs> sure. And, uh, that's my friends cool. make fun of it. Like my, one of my closest friends is Dutch and he makes Asian jokes all the time. Like yeah. he, 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 he tells Gigi, like, like, you know, the, you know, that scene from like, um, what's that movie when that, that Chinese, woman in the store is like hurry up and buy or like hurry up and buy right like that that kind of like he'll, he'll say that in front of all the time and we laugh about it it's fucking funny yeah you know I mean? because it's it's funny because it's true <laughs> yeah sure sure and they always still also like um but there's a difference between political correctness and what we have now though because if okay Political crack, okay, if the if ninety percent of the world thinks that's wrong, it's not funny and they're gonna come after me. Yeah. Then yeah, let it be, right? Let the people decide. But what's happening right now is a little bit different because I can get fired from my job from it. Yes. I can lose my YouTube channel. I can get cancelled. I can lose my career. And that's different because when your livelihood depends on it like that, people are gonna self censor. Like maybe I don't care about being mocked. But I do care about being fired and not being able to ever find a job and feed my family. So, of course, I'm going to self-censor myself, right? Mm. That's bullshit. That's, and that's what's going on right now. That, that corporates actually got involved. In, like, that, that companies got involved. That the government got involved. And that the fucking social media companies got involved. They should not be getting involved in this, in this, in this discussion. Sure. Well, I, I would think about it and I don't know. I, I'm thinking a lot about it lately 
because I don't know, if, <laughs> I don't know if, if if I have to change that word because changing it, mm, I mean, it may go it may go against myself. I wouldn't be happy yeah, changing yeah, yeah. it. I I don't know. And and we're we're gonna make mistakes, right? Like, sure, I'm, yeah. I might say something that I don't mean. I might say something that I thought I mean, and then years later decide that okay, that that was wrong, or and that's okay too, right? People will, people will always forgive you for making a mistake, but they'll never forgive you if you purposely lie to them. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. So I admit I was wrong all the time. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Okay. Like I don't have to be like, if I feel that every word I, have, I say today, I need to stand by it tomorrow. Like I'll never say a word. <laughs> Sure, you're because who knows? Maybe I'll change next year. I'll change. My you're constantly now, afraid. Right? Yeah. Like exactly. So I can't. I can't worry about that. I just gotta say what I gotta say, and then if I was wrong, I gotta admit that I was wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <You know? laughs> sure. That that kind of gives you a freedom, right? Like like that's why like the night out manifesto is like be a beginner, be a nobody. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm a nobody, I don't care if I say something wrong. <laughs> I'm nobody. Like I'm not an expert. I'm not. An expert. I, don't, I didn't say I know it all. <laughs> you can always you know apologize. I mean? Yes. Exactly. I, I I can always say I was wrong. Okay. Perfect. So if I can ask you, you feel better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel better. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'm gonna change it though. I don't think. No. Yeah. Maybe Probably I will apologize. Leave it if you. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, I will probably apologize. And, and I think it's a, uh, there's a cultural thing too, because I I have a close friend in Italy too, and I I know that you know in Italy it's a lot less PC than here, right? Like we are a country where everything is about race, everything is offended, like you know. Mm-hmm. And, but I know that in some European countries and some Asian countries, not like that. So it's also cultural, and we like I respect the cultures too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, what about South Korea? You know what I mean? Oh, South Korea is one of the most racist people in the world. <laughs> My parents are so fucking racist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I mean, like, but, uh, but it's accepted there. Do you understand what I mean? What is it? But it's not the same thing. It, does, it doesn't, like, those kind of racism, like, making, making racist jokes, like, and saying things like, you know, like in Korea, for example, a lot of people are not, um, not open to gay marriage. Or like, you know, like a lot of people are still very taboo about like, you know, the LGBT community, and and to me that 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 seems weird. But I I can also see why Koreans are not like that because they they live every day in a place where they're not. Like it's kind of like how we were like fifty years ago. Uh-huh. You understand what I mean? So I, I can understand where they're coming from, and I'm not gonna fucking judge them because their culture is not like that. Most likely, whoever you're, whoever are you that are judging, if you were, if you fucking grew up in the same exact culture and same thing, you would most likely be also like that. So don't judge other people like, you know, like thinking your way is like the only correct way and everyone else is like, you mm-hmm. know, evil or something like that. Like that's, it's such, that's such a dangerous place to go, right? When you start thinking like, oh, I'm better than you. Like okay. I'm more righteous than you. Like that's such a, such a dangerous place to go, you know. Mm-hmm. 
so also with uh with marwa do you know marwa yeah uh, the yeah 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 oh you know marwa <laughs> yes she, she is uh my the leader of my small group and mm-hmm. yeah she said that oh okay okay for instance uh she doesn't really like this kind of curse words and mm-hmm. in, in her culture this is something really really offensive and but you know oh, yes okay. it depends yeah. on cultures depends on cultures but they're very religious right because you know it's they're very like, religious but here here yeah, too you know reli- yeah maybe maybe you know in in italy we all we also tend like maybe not in cities but in the countryside they tend to be uh really really religious but at the same time they and this especially in um the country yeah the countryside they used to curse against god i don't know if that happens in the united states but here in italy it is really a cultural thing uh even though they are really i thought religious. everybody in italy were catholic <laughs> yes and that's the, that's the fun thing we are all catholic but also we curse against god it's like in, in every sentence especially here in veneto the, the region where i live in now mm-hmm. they in every word they uh yeah they they say god this god that and mm. yeah oh okay I see what you mean i see yeah. like god damn or something like that yeah <laughs> something like that yes yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that's quite strange yeah i uh, think yeah. it's a little bit different though because mm-hmm. in italy there's still like like italy is not a catholic based country not a catholic you know based I mean? yeah like even though yes they're they're pre- predominantly catholic mm-hmm. but i don't think the culture it's not as deeply rooted in the culture as it is in like muslim countries mm-hmm. you understand what i mean mm-hmm. yeah. so i noticed that in muslim countries people are very like i had a i had a, a muslim roommate and he'll never say the word fuck so he'll be like what the fudge or like <laughs> you know what i mean like it, yeah, yeah, yeah it was very serious like he took it very seriously so um yeah, I think it's a little bit different. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I and I do respect the cultures too. So I'm, I mean, when I'm speaking, when I say authentic, maybe uh maybe this will help. Mm-hmm. Being your authentic self doesn't mean you're in isolation and it's just you. Like okay. we live in a society where we have to work with you know other people, right? Mm. So what I consider my authentic self. Is a it's it's a negotiation between what I would do hundred percent if I was living in the earth by myself, <laughs> nobody else versus like it's a negotiation between me and right because if it was it was just up to me what why don't why don't you just walk around naked <laughs> why do you wear a suit to an office right mm-hmm. because you're making a negotiation with society saying that I'm gonna <laughs> you know I'm gonna give up certain things to to please the society but then here here's where i draw the line where i don't like so it's always a negotiation between you and society it's never your authentic self is not just you in isolation do you understand what i mean sure yeah yeah Yeah, never (laughs) i've never thought of it never thought of it that way (laughs) (laughs) yes that's what i do (laughs) yes you do it pretty well yeah also about uh, yeah negotiation yeah and this is you know, I, I think you, and you'll you'll learn that more and more as you grow older mm-hmm. 
you'll realize like, okay, what what are my core values that I'm not willing to negotiate versus, you know, like you'll, you'll learn that over time. Yeah. And that pisses me up sometimes, you know, I mean, <laughs> negotiating, it's like you get to mm, low. Let me give you an example. Yeah, sure. Let's say my bo- boss is an evil tyrant. Okay. okay. Uh, let's say I work in a company, but I need this job to, to feed my family, right? So, but I'm not going to, if I was 100% authentic, I'd be like, fuck you, boss, and leave. And like, now my parents, my like, kids can't eat, right? But the right, the negotiation way would be, okay, I'm going to give in to this boss and then I'm going to go, you know, plan my escape plan where I, I interview for new jobs and blah, 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 and get a new job. And then once I get a new job, then I'm going to be like, okay, I found a new job and then I, I leave, right? That's mm-hmm. me negotiating with the society mm-hmm. rather than just being 100% authentic me. Because if it was 100% up to me, I would just quit and fuck you and just leave. <laughs> Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, okay. So that, there, there's a good example of negotiation, right? Mm. If I have to negotiate, I will have to, <laughs> to change the word then. <laughs> I mean, like, you, yeah, I, I don't think, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I believe in that whole Steve Jobs thing where, mm. you know, you, you, you change the world to your vision. I, I, I don't know if I agree with that. You don't agree with that? No, mm. I, I, I actually believe in like me just like I, I think we all humans, like all of, I think of like this entire universe or like at least like on the earth mm-hmm. as like it, it's, I think we ha- it has like a universe has its own consciousness. Mm. That, that's and, and I don't think it's for me to decide like I'm gonna like like who the fuck am I? I'm just a little blip in this earth that fucking lived it for hundred years, which is nothing in a, sure. you know, across sure. the universe. Like I'm nothing, right? Well, what, what am I? That, that's like thinking that like there's a little, this little ant that's gonna change the world. I'm like, who the fuck are you? You're just one of the million ants that I can just step on. <laughs> that's all you are. Yeah, like that's how I see myself. <laughs> So it's about being humble. Let's say. Yeah. I mean, like you, you should know from our manifesto, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not to know it's it's about not. Being I, I feel a like this is going into like a very philosophical conversation, which we've never done in this podcast. <laughs> but it's interesting. Maybe maybe this can become a because you know I always talk about marketing, business, all, all that. <laughs> yeah. But then in my own personal time with my friends, with my, you know, pot smoking, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> you know, conspiracy theory friends, like <laughs> we're constantly talking about more philosophies and more, more, more deeper topics like this that has nothing to do with business. Right. But it kind of relates like indirectly. But yeah, I, I don't think I've ever like had this kind of discussion publicly on a podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What about instead being a perfectionist? Uh, you know, I, I think I am a perfectionist. And from what you say... You are a perfectionist? Yes, I think I am. Okay. I, and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. Because, uh, you know, about the posts that I'm creating. I have been creating them since, like, the end of 2020. But still I haven't posted them. Because I am uh, waiting for creating um, enough posts to like mm-hmm. um, 
like schedule all the posts every day. Like I am, I am. So that it's because you're not negotiating. It's <laughs> that's you being authentic mm -hmm. and not negotiating with reality, right? So with reality. This is what I say. Mm -hmm. you, the fact that you're a perfectionist, that is the truth, right? That's that's your personality. Right? Yeah. For example, like the fact that I I have to say the truth is okay. part of my personality. The fact that I'm very emotional and passionate. That's there are certain things about my my personality that makes me who I am, that makes me great at my job. But those same exact characters, personality traits, also hurts me in other ways. Mm. You understand what I mean? And, and I, I know that about myself. For instance? So for example, <clears throat> I'm such a giving person. Like I would go on a coaching call that's, that they pay for 30 minutes. I'll stay there for three hours, <laughs> like trying to help them, right? Like, okay. Or like I'll take on a project where you know, they pay $20,000 or something like that. And I'll spend at three times the hours and like it'll actually end up costing us $60,000. I do shit like that all the time. And it's one of the reasons why when you look at our websites or when you look at our work, it's, it's vastly different level than the average, right? But at the, at the same time, I know that that hurts me because I'm losing money every day. Mm. Like, fine if I had a billionaire parents who can fucking pay for me, but <laughs> otherwise I'm going to go in the streets and become homeless, right? So I have to negotiate with reality. Okay. So that's why we have I have Gigi in our business. <laughs> okay. And Gigi's job is to be you pay now. <laughs> invoice, invoice, chasing money. You know what I mean? Like when when it comes to thirty minutes mark, son, it's time to get off the phone. Okay. Like I I need that balance because I know that my strength, your strength and your weakness is two sides of the same coin. Mm. Right. Like the fact that I'm so passionate and so like into my work makes me also impulsive and emotional, mm. which is bad for business. Right. So th there's a, there's a like there there's a ups and downs to each one of those personality traits. The, the, the thing is to know. To be aware of what what personality trait I have. How does it benefit me and how does it hurt me? And then manage it, right? And the way you can manage it is by setting up a process so that for maybe, for example, I need to set my calendar in a way that after 30 minutes, the Zoom call just ends by itself. So I can't even do anything. <laughs> or, or, some, or somebody will like just invoice that person the extra hours or set up a, set up a, you know, like, so you can set up processes in a way that those weaknesses won't hurt you, mm. but, but you can still get the most out of your strengths. And so I don't worry about, I'm naturally a perfectionist too. I'm naturally very passionate. So I don't sit there and worry about, oh, if I do this, maybe I'll lose my passion. Or maybe if I do this, I'll be a less perfect. I don't worry about that mm. because I'm already naturally like that. Like I, I never have to worry about me not being a perfectionist. That's okay. So what I actually have to worry about is me just fucking pushing it out, even though it sucks. Because no matter what, my natural, natural personality will always try to make it perfect. Okay. You know? So you're not for solopreneurs. What's that? You're not for like uh, solopreneurs. Uh, oh no, I'm all about solopreneurs. Actually, like I, you know, like my my dream is to become like Joe Rogan, where I'm making like hundred million dollars a year with one employee. <laughs> okay, like that's my dream, right? Like, but the thing is, just because you're a solo, like maybe you you. 
solopreneur doesn't mean that you're an island, right? It, it's actually the opposite. What, what's happening is with the modern technology, it's making it so that I can just do my job and I, I can outsource, you know, my, my, I can get a, okay. I can outsource a business manager who's going to take care of all the commissions for me. I can outsource an agent or I can outsource this part. I can outsource this part. Like so that, I don't think solopreneur means that you're completely solo. It actually means you need to collaborate more with other solo, solopreneurs. Okay. Who are really good at what they do, right? So you have like Gigi that is like uh, a counterpart of yourself. Yeah, yeah. But you you can do it without a, a counterpart. You, know, you just have to set up a process. Like for example, maybe you have to set up a process if you're if you're a coach and you keep going over the hours. I, what I would do is I would set up a pro a software where you know like every <laughs> hour it automatically builds them, okay. so they see it right, <laughs> or like. Um, if I do too many revisions, mm -hmm. I'll set up a process where I'll use a software. Every revision, it builds them. Okay. <laughs> or some sort of an automatic process so I don't have to personally do it. Because mm -hmm. if you left it to me, like I would just go broke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, and in fact... So, I, I, so recognizing is number one. Like recognizing that my strength is also my weakness is, is step one. Yeah. And also okay. this perfectionism is holding me uh, from, from actually starting the page. Yeah. Because I... Uh, I'm going to give you a good tip that might help you. Yeah, thank you. Your perfectionism should come from... You want a perfect Instagram... Just say... You might think of it like this. You want a perfect Instagram account like one year from today. That's your goal. Okay. So a year from today, when I go to your Instagram page, like you want it to look perfect. Okay. That's your goal. Okay. But that doesn't mean today it has to be perfect, right? The way you're going to get there is by you're going to slow, like, you know what you're doing with like your, your, cause obviously when you first start working on the per post, it's not perfect, right? Over time it gets perfect, right? Yeah. But so think of it like that, like that. At some point, you're going to keep working on that social media page. Like, you're going to keep uploading, uploading garbage, garbage, a little better, 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 a little better. And a year later, those posts are perfect. Okay. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah, sure. So think of it like that. Then maybe it's going to be easier to get rid of your perfectionism. Because a year later, when somebody goes in your Instagram feed, the post that you post today, nobody will ever see it. Hmm. The post that you posted a month ago, nobody will ever see it. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? So it's about being a doer also. I remember that you made this, this difference between being like Steve Jobs and um, Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Because Jeff Bezos is like a someone that... Steve Jobs is a perfectionist, yeah. Yeah. And Bezos... Uh, does but even things. Steve Jobs had to... Like, Apple shipped out a shipped out a bunch of products that weren't 100% perfect. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, as, But then, the fact that Steve Jobs is like that is a big part of why Apple is Apple. Mm. Right? But I would say this, right? Quality comes from quantity. Yeah. 
Like quantity is what leads to quality. Like I, I go back to my first post in, on Instagram right now. Like my first carousel I made, I fucking spent six hours making that. Mm. Like I was like, oh, this is perfect. It's <laughs> perfect, right? And now I go back, I'm fucking embarrassed. Like I go back to posts <laughs> that I made a year ago, and I'm embarrassed mm-hmm. because I've improved that much from that time. That when I see it now, I can see all the things that I wrong. But back then, I just didn't. I wasn't smart enough to know that I was doing it wrong. So, yeah, maybe that's that's another thing that'll help you. Is like whatever you think is right today, next year you're gonna look back and and realize how wrong you were. Mm-hmm. Like the word boost. Check out this book called. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, or maybe not. Who knows? Check out this book called Being Wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a book that tells you that pretty much as humans, everything that we ever thought to be true turned out to be false. We thought okay. we thought the earth was flat. We thought the earth was the center of the universe. We thought like all these things that we thought to be true. We thought a uh, big bang was the start of the universe. We thought the universe wasn't expanding. Like everything that we thought was true turned out to be false. Yeah. So what makes you think that what you think today is actually true? Mm. Right. That's another that that was like another concept that was freeing for me. That it's okay, I'm wrong. Everything that we ever did was wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Never thought of it that way <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, and okay. and it's kind of like you know, if I were you know how my tagline is, I never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. If two years ago. I sat down and tried to come up with a perfect slogan. I would have never, ever, ever came up with that. Mm-hmm. How I got, how I ended up with that slogan is one day I saw somebody come and I never thought of it that way. Yeah. And then I saw it again and I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting because, and then I was talking to a, one of my clients and the client knew that in my tech, because based on that, I changed my tagline to I never thought of it that way. And the client knew that, and the, the client's like, I never thought, like, exactly what you did. They're like, I never thought, of, oh, shit. Like, I, I was about, <laughs> so it just became natural. It's the thing that I, yeah. I naturally always make people say, and I didn't know that back then. Mm. But I realized it by putting content out there. So I guarantee you, whatever you, you come up with right now is going to be wrong. But and the only way you can find out that what what's what's right is by putting out the content and just getting the feedback from people. It's about practicing. Okay. Yeah, probably we'll start tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to it. I'm gonna give you one last tip, advice. Do, sure. Do you have any other questions, by the way? Um, I'll, I'll save my advice for the end. <laughs> Okay, uh, I have a question if, if I can. This time, yeah, yeah. this time. Okay, so um, two Sunday services ago, you said something about innovation. Okay, uh, quoting Warren Buffett, you said that uh, great or however successful companies do not try to innovate. And I was really curious about that point of view because. Instead, I've also listened to many, many people saying that, do you know the lean startup process? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you have to like well like research. Let me give you an example. Yeah, sure. What what I mean by this is this. Do you think <clears throat> Apple is innovative? When Steve Jobs, I'm sorry for for saying this. When when there was uh, Steve Jobs, yes, maybe yes. When 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 Apple first came up with the Macintosh in 1984, yeah, do you think that was innovative? It was the first computer that ever used a mouse. Yeah. Before that computer, there was no computer that used a mouse. Everything was a terminal that you have to type in and it gives you a prompt. That's how it worked. First graphical user interface computer was the Macintosh. I mean, first mainstream one okay okay right um do you think henry ford was innovative henry ford is the one who said if i ask the if i ask the customers what they want they'll say faster horse yeah right? okay <laughs> right not not uh, right so do you think henry ford was innovative mm, now before your answer yes i think it it was innovative because what a lot of people think is Macintosh was the first graphical user interface. Henry Ford, Ford was the first car, right? Okay. Like that, the Alexander Graham Bell, that was the, the, Bell, the Bell company was the first telephone company, right? They're like, wow, innovative. It's the first, like they created something that's never like MBC with a TV, right? But here's the truth. Before Alexander Graham Bell patented to the telephone, there was actually an Italian inventor like 30 years before that who, who invented the telephone. What Alexander Brett Graham Bell did was he took that concept and created a network so that it can actually go into people's homes. And he's, he's turned it into a product that's mainstream. It wasn't an innovative thing. He, it, it just took the next right step to, to make it available, right? Same thing with Henry Ford. Like, Mercedes came up with the first car. Like Benz came out with the first car. They invented the first car. And like 40 years later, Henry Ford took that and created a manufacturing process so they can pump out cars a lot. And it actually turned it into a useful thing. Also with Apple, mouse. Yes. Steve, Steve Jobs went to Xerox Park and saw the GUI interface. But it was terrible because... You know how in the Macintosh you can open this window and you can have a, another window open behind it at the same time. This one you you open a Word, and if you, now if you want to use um, a different app, you have to close that app and then you have to open another app. That's how it was. And if you want to scroll from here to here, you couldn't just scroll diagonally with the mouse. You would have to scroll like this and then scroll up. So yes, the innovation was there, and Steve Jobs saw the innovation. But what he did is he, he made the incremental step and made it better. And, and even then, what he came up with this computer called Lisa, which was $12,000, yeah. and nobody bought it. And then eventually he came up with the Macintosh at under $2,000 because he came up with the manufacturing process to make it cheaper. So is it really innovation? Or is it the right next increment? To, mm. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. So... If you look at all successful, what you believe is an innovative company, it wasn't really innovation. It was that they all just took the right next step. You know if I can I mean? ask you, yeah, sure. If I can ask you, what about the iPhone? That's, I guess, it, yeah, in that sense, yes, there are incremental innovations happening, but I want to say that wasn't really innovative either because 
the reason why because you know like like they had they were gonna design you know you know that apple have been working on ipad for like 10 years before ipad actually came out yeah so that was already a project that they were working on but they shelved it because the technology just wasn't there and then steve jobs saw this new piece of technology from nyu grad students which was the touch screen like that, that you can you can do this and all of that so once he saw that technology but he saw that that technology at the time they couldn't make it big they can only make it small and that's when he so it's like okay let me actually bring this the ipad concept and use now this technology is here so let's create a phone mm. do you understand what i mean sure so it was still evolutionary but yeah i mean i mean if anything steve jobs is known for taking that bigger leap right like if innovation happens like this maybe he takes like two three steps instead of just one step okay but it's still evolutionary because like you could have never imagined the first generation iPhone. If you look at that first generation iPhone and where iPhone is now and where the world is now through, like you could have never imagined that in your head, mm. right? It just happened incrementally. Like who would have imagined that this piece of device that has a screen, a, a, a GPS, a gyroscope and internet access would change the world, mm. <laughs> would, would create, you know, revolutions in certain countries. It would, it would, create regime changes it would actually influence the election who would have thought yeah right that, like steve jobs didn't imagine that yeah do you know what i mean yeah yeah sure i just i just think that's how life works you, like you can't really predict the future mm. like you, you you gotta react to it yeah. you make tiny steps what steve jobs says is this and maybe I agree with him. Like that first iteration of the iPhone. Yes, you shouldn't listen to customers. You should innovate. Okay. <laughs> because the customer at, at that point doesn't understand what that even is, right? But then the real work comes once you launch it. Then you listen to the feedback and you make incremental updates, right? Mm -hmm. So that's how he works. But we also have to understand not everybody's Steve Jobs. Mm. Right. As much as we, everybody wants to think they're Steve Jobs, like every fucking entrepreneur that I ever talked to think they're the shit. They think they're Steve Jobs. They think they're like, oh, I'm a, I'm an innovative, I'm an innovative, like creative, and I'm also an entrepreneur. Like, no, you're not. Okay. There's only Steve, one Steve Jobs. There's only one Elon Musk, and you're not it. <laughs> like, if you were, we would know by now. Because Elon Musk and Steve Jobs were already doing amazing shit when they were 20. <laughs> Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, so let's let that dream go. <laughs> like, the people that are really the next Steve Jobs and the really the next Elon Musk, they're not sitting there going like, oh, I'm the next Steve Jobs. I'm the they're not thinking that. They're, they're sitting there just fucking focusing on the project that they're interested in. That's what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, I will also check this. Uh, yeah, it's it's really it's really strange. <laughs> I feel like I, I've uh, I've confused confused you enough today. No, no, no. I mean, so no. I'm gonna. That's that's clear. I mean, what do you think about the lean uh, the lean method? You know, which is about 
constantly looking for feedbacks by clients and incrementing your services or your products upon those feedbacks. Yeah, no, I think that's super important in any business. Mm. Like I, I Can actually I ask you think if you that one of them. Yeah, that's what we do, right? At Night Owl, like this is how Night Owl started. <laughs> okay. Before I go into that story, like what I, I actually think a lot of businesses are that fail early on is because of that is that the 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 entrepreneur thinks they're right and they're like oh these customers they're they're so stupid they don't know they don't know better that's why mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that's not how it works <laughs> if they don't get it then it's you're the one who's wrong <laughs> you know what i mean like that's not how the market works right like the customers are not It's, I mean, it's like what Gary Vee says, right? The market mm -hmm. doesn't give a fuck. What, what, what The market doesn't give a fuck about your feelings, right? Like, if you think you're right and they're wrong, okay, at the end of the day, they're, they're the ones who are buying. <laughs> so you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you understand what I mean? So that's actually, like, a lot of entrepreneurs says, oh, we make websites this way because it's the right way. And all those people that are doing it that way, they're wrong, right? Okay. Okay. Like, see what happens. <laughs> see, see if you're gonna see if you're gonna win that game. Okay. So, that's actually the number one reason why entrepreneurs fail because they think they're right and they think the customer is wrong. And and at that moment, instead of shifting their, changing their mind and appeasing the client customers. They put their foot down and they're like, no, I will not change. <laughs> it's their ego. Like, yeah. I'm right, right? That ego is what kills most business. Mm -hmm. And that, that, again, the reason why I put that. And I, I had that bigger than anyone else. <laughs> okay. I had the biggest ego. And that's why my business didn't grow for years. But here's the thing. That's why when I started Night Out Nation, I did it completely differently. Like in Night Owl Nation, what I did was, in the beginning, what I did was, on Instagram, I saw this feature called Close Friends. Right? Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's cool. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, charge people $5 a month, and I'm going to add them to my close friends. And every day when, when I'm making website for clients, whatever it is, I'm just going to show behind the scenes of what I'm doing. So you get to see behind the scenes of what I do for $5 a month. And I posted on close friends. And that's how it started. Okay. And then people signed up, blah, blah, blah. And then after a while, I was like, oh, it would be cool if I actually jump on a Zoom call once a week where I actually talk about some of this stuff, teach them, blah, 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 like create a community, right? I was like, cool. So let's do a Zoom call once a week. And we did that four weeks in a row. <laughs> and then after that, we're like, oh, let's just turn it into an official, let's have a platform where these people can talk to each other. And then we signed up for Circle. And then at that time, it was like, oh, we need a name for this. Okay. What do you guys think of Cool Kids Club? And, and, and then Gigi was like, eh, no, I don't really like it. Like, what? And then people suggest different names. And one of those names that, you know, that was suggested was Night Owl. Right. And then, so I did a poll. What, which name do you guys like? And everybody picked Night Owl. I was like, okay, let's call it Night Owl Nation. <laughs> like, you have no fucking clue how, how we evolved to where we are today. Yeah. Like, it was nothing like that on day one. You know what I mean? Like, sure, sure. And then after a while, I'm like, oh, people are not showing up and they're not really, you know, it's, they're not really active. It's like, 
but then at that time, I, I happened to listen to this podcast from this pastor who's talking about small groups mm-hmm. in church. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. Let, let's try that. <laughs> so we tried it. And then the first time we ran it, it was, it was, it was a hot mess. It wasn't, you know, people started, people were leaving small groups and blah, blah, blah. And then we fixed it over time, little by little by little. And it got to where we are. Mm-hmm. And then even now, there's a lot of flaws that we're constantly working on. But I, I think business is not about building. I, I think it's about trying one thing and then fix it and then try another thing and then fix it. <laughs> like, I think business is constantly fixing. And you might not really understand it right now. But five years from now, when you've started your own business and blah, 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 you look back to this episode, you're going to be like, oh, shit, someone's totally right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, authenticity also takes time, too. Maybe trying something, trying to use the pussy word, maybe like a step. And if I... Yeah, 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 exactly. That's why I want you to go ahead and do it. (laughs) Yes, okay. Because it's the only way you can learn. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Thank you. Yeah, make mistakes. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Are you ready for my last advice? Yes, you were talking about this last advice. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Okay. Before you said you want to do social media, SEO, blah, 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 mm-hmm. I highly, 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 okay, what kind of clients do you want? Like, I don't what know. What would be your ideal client? Is, I, would it be a personal brand or a company brand? Big, com- big companies, small companies? You know. uh, company brand. Uh, possibly okay. average sized or big companies. Not small companies, okay. So what's going to happen is what you're going to realize is a lot of people, freelancers start out saying that, oh, we do this, 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 right? And what ends up happening is um, they, they cannot get above a certain thing because the only company that would need social media and SEO are like um, small companies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> of, yeah. Once you get to a certain size company, they have an SEO guy already. You know what I mean? They have a social media manager already. Mm. What they want is somebody who can just write the copy, mm. right? Or just design it. Okay. Right? So at a certain side company, they're looking for specialists. Mm. That like the one that's amazing in design, the one that's amazing in copy, the one that's amazing in just SEO. So the way you get in the door is actually not by generalizing. The mm. way you get in the door is by specializing in one thing and be, try to become like one of the best at that thing. And the way you become one of the best at that thing is once you've done a project like, once you've done an SEO project five times, now you're an SEO specialist because you can go there and you can like, okay, we did this on this client, we did this on this client. Sure. And that's what happened to us. Like in the beginning, we did everything. And we kept attracting these startups who needed a logo, brochure, website, social media template. Like they needed everything because they're new. They're startups. They're, or like a restaurant that's like, oh, we need a logo. We need a menu. We need a website. Like those are the ones that need those stuff, right? But then when we got to like working with Spotify, like Spotify has an entire team. They just want a WordPress specialist to come in and do this, right? Mm-hmm. So or American Red Cross has an entire team. They just need somebody who specializes in this technology to come do this, right? So what, what about, we realize is that... Yeah. Sorry, yes, go ahead, go ahead. 
So what ended up happening is, in the beginning, we, we've done a couple of hospital websites, and all hospital websites use similar backend software, right? So let's say on the website, if I want to book a appointment or something like that, on the backend, it has to go through a CIS system, which is a which is called a clinical information system, and it has to go in there, right? And we knew that system inside out, and we were all of us were also HIPAA certified. Because you can't work on a hospital uh, system like that that has patient data, because patient data is very confidential. In order to work on this system, you need this certification called HIPAA, right? Mm-hmm. So when we were interviewing with these hospitals, we were the only agencies that had familiar working with that system, and we were the only agencies that was HIPAA certified. So our competing agencies were not. So who do you think they're going to hire? They have no choice but to hire us, right? Mm. So. That's how it become. And then once we started working with personal brands, like mm. when we, when Gabby first came in, that was the first one, right? And if that was it, we would have never gotten it. But what happened is Gabby introduced a few more. And now we've done some big personal brand websites. And then what I found is, oh, shit, all of these personal brands, they all use Infusionsoft. <laughs> they all use this. They all, like, you know what I mean? There's like the basic things that they all do. And also we... Once we've done that, now if a client comes to us and they're a personal brand, and they're, let's say they're they're doing that that thing, I'm I'm gonna go to them and be like, okay, I know exactly what your open ratio should be if you have a hundred thousand people in your mailing list. I know what your open ratio rate should be if you have a million people in your mailing list. I know I can I can tell you exactly what if you're doing well on par or you're doing worse. I can tell if your conversion rate is too low. I can I can tell you that oh you're your system with Infusionsoft is messed up right there. I, I can tell you all of that thing, even you without you telling me anything, because I've been in, I've been doing personal brand websites for so long. You know what I mean? And once you're at that level, like there's no competition. They cannot hire anyone else but me. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Sure. And what about uh, when you said that agencies are not for small businesses? Because small businesses tend to like create the logo themselves or uh, manage Facebook or Instagram ads themselves. So what do you mean? I mean, you, you said, if if I'm not wrong, um, Mm -hmm. you said that like SEO services are more used and preferred by small businesses, right? No, 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 no. That's not what I said. Okay, sorry. Okay. If you're if you're a full service agency where let's say you do design, mm-hmm. let's say you do brand design, you do web design, you yeah. do SEO and you do social media marketing and mm-hmm. social media management, right? If you do all of that. And those are the agencies that small companies hire. Okay. Because the small company needs all of that. Do you understand what I mean? Okay. But a bigger company already has a logo. Okay. They already have a brand guideline. They already have a social media manager, right? They already have maybe social media marketing, but maybe the only thing they need is SEO, right? Okay. They're not going to go to you. They're going to do all, everything. Okay. They're going to go to a person who only does SEO <laughs> and has done 10 SEO projects. Do you understand what I mean? Okay. 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 Sure. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. That's what I meant that by sense, yeah. don't. Yeah. 
And then once you gain a certain amount of uh, credibility through that, then you can expand. Then mm-hmm. you can add on services. You okay. understand what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll, I will. Uh, I will remember this, of course. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this is a good talk, man. Like I, we 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 were all we went to philosophy and yes. back to <laughs> marketing. Business and marketing. Yeah. It was well, nice. a pleasure to. Uh, it was a pleasure chat with you. Um, thank you for coming on, and hopefully, I'll see you on Sunday. Sure. Thank you for receiving me, and thank you to Gigi also, and thank you to both of Cheers, you, brother. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, everyone.